0: Welcome to this week's episode of Joe Blogs Talks. Joe Bloggs is your typical or ordinary person, and that is exactly who we are. We want to hear people's stories, journeys, and experiences from a range of backgrounds and disciplines. We want to teach both us and the listeners life lessons we can all take forward. The show hopes to inspire and motivate you to continuously grow on a personal level.
1: Welcome to this week's episode of Joe
0: Bloggs Talks.
1: This week we have with us Paul Smith. Paul Smith has founded The Property Network alongside two other guys. I'm a big fan of his. I really like his approach to mindset and I follow him on Facebook with that. I've met Paul myself at a few network events and I was really keen to get him on board. So welcome to the show, Paul. Are you okay? I'm very well. Thank you for having me, Joe. No problem at all. So I'll give you a slight little bit of an introduction there. I just want you to tell the listeners a little bit about yourself, Paul, and we'll, we'll go from there. Okay. No, so in October, 2018, um, me and my
2: wife split up, uh, kind of like left the marriage with nothing apart from a one year old son. But in terms of house, I was back in my old man's spare room. Um, I was kind of working with my wife, so obviously lost that. Um, so I was, I was literally starting from square one back in my old man's spare room. Um, not not a part to, to pick to weigh in for yeah. swearing on this podcast <laughs> thank you very much <laughs> uh, so yeah man and then I, I think like i just delved into the whole mindset stuff um and it's just absolutely changed my life and then in october last year i got together with two lads rich and andy and then together we came we formed blue oak property network which has really taken off and We've created a community of really genuine, sound people um, who are now looking to join Venture with a few, and we're looking at opening a children's nursery, and we're going down that assisted living avenue. So, some really exciting stuff in the pipeline, man. Brilliant. Yeah.
1: That sounds good. I love that as well. You said there that the mindset stuff really changed your life. So, how did you get into that then? What did you start with by? Because, I mean, I'm the same. It's, it's been a massive... It's been an eye-opener for me. I, I actually without being almost over the top, I actually I credit it to save my life, mate, but that's uh, that's why I'm so passionate particularly about this. But what about your, what about yourself? How did it in what way did it change your life and how did you get started with the mindset stuff?
2: So I, I think like up until a certain point I, I found it all very woo woo and hippie. Right. And it wasn't for me. <laughs> um, but then when I heard Paul Million, who we both know yeah. um, talking at his networking event, the property thing in Daunton there. And that bloke looks hard as nails. <laughs> and and he, he was talking about all the mindset stuff and the visualization and goal setting. And I was thinking, right, if it's good enough for him, <laughs> it's good enough for me. Yeah. Um, and I kind of, from there, he gave me a few recommendations of books to read. And he just had so much passion for the whole mindset stuff. Yeah. And um, then I really bought into it. And then since then, I've just started reading. I, I try and read a book a week now. Yeah. Um, and it, it's just, I find it like, it's a, it's a crutch to help me get through life and, yeah. Not only that, but like to drive forward and believe that I can achieve anything I want. Brilliant! I love that,
1: and I, I totally agree. Like Paul Millian, he's he's a massive. He's been a massive influence on myself as well. I I remember him standing up and doing all the mindset talk, and I was already getting an interest in it, but he just took it to that next level with the visualization and things like that. Which I was the same as you at first. It was a bit like. Yeah, it's a bit woo-woo. This, what's going on? But it does it. It's it's got that power, hasn't it? To to really, like you say, want to drive you forward. So,
2: hundred percent, mate. And um,
1: I think like if you do find it woo-woo, maybe you're following the wrong guy
2: or girl. Yeah. Um, So for me, I kind of resonate really well with Conor McGregor. Um, he's from a a sport background, obviously, and stuff. And he's banging with all all Mm -hmm. the mindset stuff. I believe he's working. With Tony Robbins now, who's an absolute guru in the field. Yeah. Um, he read the. I think Conor McGregor read the book called The Secret to begin with. Yeah. Um, and then he, he kind of like us. He was a bit skeptical of it all, but then said it was misses. Let's give it a go. And a few things started to happen. and then he really drove that forward to the next level. And then he went from being a plumber's apprentice, implemented the mindset stuff, and then next thing you know, he's fighting Mayweather for like a check of eighty million. <laughs> yeah. Or whatever it was, you know. And,
1: he just credits all that mindset and hard work. So definitely, definitely. It's um, uh, it's. I mean, have you got any got any input on that yet, Josh? i know because I could I could end up going off on a. <laughs> I mean, I'm that excited by all this stuff. This is just music. <laughs> I could go off on forever. So have you got anything you want to add, Josh?
0: Well, I'm really pleased to touch on this, especially when you mentioned the secret there. And I know it's a, it's a bit of a. Um, it's, I was going to say it's the best kept secret, but it's not a lot of people start to figure it out. Maybe not applying it to their to their life though. At the moment, they're just reading it and thinking that's it. Um, but I was mentioned another book uh, called The Source, which is like a sort of a follow on from The Secret. I don't know if you'd be interested mm-hmm. in it, Paul. It's about the neuroscience behind behind um, visualization and the law of attraction. So mm-hmm. it's it's by Tara Swart. Um, that's well worth a well worth a, a listen or a read, whichever way you're going to do it. <laughs> oh, with definitely. Your books. Yeah,
2: yeah, I'll look into that, man. Well, uh,
0: how, how did you? So how did you? Um, you know, if we pick up on the secret, how did you figure out that? How did you figure out visualization, law of attraction, other than Conor McGregor and anybody else that sparked your interest?
2: Uh, just it's so it's like it is all of the same content, just repackaged by different people. Yeah. So like any any, I could listen to Jim Rohn, Tony Robbins, um, Conor McGregor, anyone. It's all the same stuff, but just obviously branded in a different way by the different people that are presenting it. So I mean I'm into it all. I don't I don't like to dismiss anything in case somebody I come across where I think oh he's he's mega and then kind of follow follow his stuff, you know. Yeah. Um I even did a little bit of the Russell Brand stuff this year. Yeah. Um on kind of like recovery and like why people become alcoholics and drug addicts and they're just searching for a connection and drugs or alcohol or gambling or sex or whatever it is gives them that connection. And say like I would never have come across that if it was with, say, Conor McGregor, because obviously he's never been in that position. So for me, I, I just absorb it all. And if, if any recommendations come across, I
1: just go straight in with it. <laughs> Definitely. I think you're you bang on there. Like, I, it's one, I've, I think I talked about it in my first episode, didn't we, Josh? I said one of the things that it frustrates me sometimes when we, I mean, we uh, obviously, with what I'm doing now with Joe Bloggs and what me and Josh are doing with the podcast and everything is wanting to go down this route of, of really selling this mindset stuff, but that one of the, a lot, among other reasons, but one of the reasons behind your blogs is this idea that we are just average guys and everyday people, but I think you hit the nail on the head there when it's, it's often, it's not, it is a lot of the same stuff regurgitated, and that's completely fine, and it's because, in my eyes, it works, and that's why it's so powerful, and it's just about other authors or speakers having a twist on it, and it, and that's like I say, it's completely fine. But sometimes it frustrates me when I look at some of these people who are selling it, and it's like they're trying to sell it to something completely different, and it's not. And like I'm glad that you've said that because it's something that I truly believe in. And you mentioned Paul Million. he he's the same. He's mentioned that a few times because it's true. It's not. It's not. It's just making things your own, and it's uh, and it's hundred percent because it works. It's because it works, and I think I, I, like I say, you've got the. You've got the Blue Oak Performance part of the property network now. Is that right?
2: Yeah. So, so
1: like I was putting a lot of the mindset stuff
2: into the property network group, which is great. Um, but I felt like people were kind of there for property. Yeah. Um, but I, I just saw massive legs in it because I know how much it helped me. So then we created Peak Performance by Blue Oak. Um, Rich and Andy are both mega into the mindset stuff. Andy listens to audiobooks all the time. Rich is rich was a pilot in the RAF, so obviously he's got a solid mindset um and just, it's just like and then we've got amy who's rich's partner who's into the health and fitness side of things so between the four of us i feel like we can offer a lot yeah um and like it's just content going in there and we'll do webinars from time to time hopefully after all of this covid stuff so we'll be doing some events and some like weekend retreats and stuff and hopefully make a difference you know we, we ran a um a four-week program for people and i think it was like 40 people long we just did it for free and people were saying it was life-changing and stuff and it's like just literally stuff i've implemented the last year and it's not rocket science it's like i, re- I read somewhere the other day that success is a science you've just got to follow the steps and i think like in terms of mindset that doesn't half make me believe that i can achieve anything i want brilliant i've just got to follow the steps that thousand people before me have taken and i'll get to where they got you know um i think like to begin with a lot of people don't believe in themselves yeah they don't believe they can achieve what they want um so i think for me that's where i started i started by changing that and i watched a video by matthew mcconaughey the actor yeah and and he was talking about how we are the architect of our own life yeah And that's powerful, man, because we are. we Like, where we are now is based on the actions that we have taken. Yeah. Um, So, like, once you totally buy into that, then the world's your oyster kind of thing. Yeah. Um, And then Jim Carrey's buying into all this, the actor, and he was saying, so if you can choose to believe and chase the dream that you love or just choose to work the nine-to-five, why would you not choose the one you love and pursue it and do something you would wake up and do anyway? every single day, regardless of whether you got paid for it or not. Brilliant. Um, Love that. And, like, it, like, your life just becomes easier. So, now, I used to live for the weekends, Joe. Um, couldn't wait for Friday afternoon, you know, go out go out and meet the lads, not come home till Sunday afternoon, then just start dreading Monday morning. Yeah. Whereas, whereas now, it's the other way. It's like, I can't wait for Monday morning, just to crack on, and, like, because I'm building something I'm passionate about, it doesn't feel like work, I would do it for free. Um, I think that's that's a big thing as well. So don't just chase money; chase happiness. Compliment. And like
1: whatever that
2: that happiness looks like to you, monetize that because the chances are
1: you'll make far more money at that. Yeah, and we had that conversation, didn't we? And you were a massive, you were a massive factor behind me having the choose to drop a lot of things and, and focus on something I was truly passionate about. Because, like you said, there it's. It's about just—it's about just following that. It's—it's uh, it's really important, and I, and I love everything that you're saying there. Josh, have you got anything to add, mate?
0: Yeah, I was—I um, think one of the, one of the things that you said there about um, actually implementing the steps, like like so, it's all well and good reading the books and and absorbing it all, but there's got to be a point where you put your own action in and and really yeah. start to to put into place what you've been hearing. When was that for you, and when did the sort of penny drop? Um,
2: I, I started working with a life coach last year, um, and we kind of sat down and we worked out where we started at the end, so we started with where I want to be. Begin with um, the end so, in mind.: Yeah, so we' just kind of brained on what I want to achieve in the next five years, and then we worked backwards from there into like say one- year goals, and then okay, what does that look like between now and next month? Just took the overwhelm away. Because my goals were so big, it's like, where do I start here? But um, just reverse engineer it and then just take step one. And then once you've done step one, take step two and then step three. And like literally, I'm just taking everything one step at a time now. I'm very fixed on what I want to achieve. And I recite that every morning to myself just to kind of remind me and make sure that my day is going to be aligned to my purpose to make sure like, I'm not wasting any time that day and doing activities that aren't going to benefit my journey. Um, but, yeah, just I'm just taking one step at a time. And so, like, now with this children's nursery, um, I haven't really got a clue where we're going to start. But I'm just taking it one step at a time. So, at the minute, we're negotiating with the vendor who owns it at the moment, the building. And then once we get that agreed, I'll get it into legals. And then I'll get some drawings drawn up for the extension. I'm just, like, literally one step at a time. Whereas if I'm thinking about Open Day with 90 kids and how am I going to deal with that, Yeah, I, I would never start, yeah. you know so and then i think like just momentum builds so i don't know if you've read the compound effect by darren hardy um if you haven't i'd definitely recommend that it's one of the best books i've read in terms of like you say taking action um but once you start it's a bit of a drag and it's a bit hard it doesn't come too easy but then when you kind of get into the flow of it and then like things just start compounding and things happen at a faster rate and things get really exciting then i feel like i'm starting to feel like that now so from october 2018 two now so what's that like a year and a half just over um now i feel things are going at a rapid pace which is really exciting but i've put that year and a half of grafting where things were hard and things weren't clear but i just kept taking a step every day in the right direction and here we are year and a half down the line and things are getting really exciting now brilliant i love that
1: absolutely love it and one of the things that really stands out to me paul is like that that belief that you've got now it's like you can tell it in the way that you express yourself and it 's classic honestly like i I've, i 've always keep dropping you those messages't I when I see what you think yeah. just like make keep going like I love it, I love to see people do well, and I know how hard that you work and it 's really good to really good to see but that self belief thing is is massive, and again, touching on joe blogs again it 's a little bit the reason behind where Joe blogs come from, and now it 's used in in a business sense because. I, like, I, I don't use it in, in any sort of shame, but what first happened is I knew I, there was always something in the back of my mind that I wanted to do this, like the podcast and the self-development and talk about it, but I had those self-limiting beliefs, and I went through a two-day mindset course, which was actually discussed on the last podcast, and there was a guy there called David McConaughey, and he said, you're just lacking self-belief, and I didn't quite realise it, but It was that was the reason that stopped me going ahead with it, and now obviously I've dropped that, and I believe that I can achieve it. I've gone ahead and done it, but there's that's where Joe Blogs come from in the sense of we're just average guys. But actually, once you start believing in yourself, and like you said there, and you're putting them actions in place, and you start taking those little steps, then. You start seeing results and you're totally right in regards to what you're saying with the little steps. I think it's Tony Robbins who says it's a, it's a science, isn't it, to achievement. so
2: Yeah, totally, mate. That's exactly where I picked it up, actually, the, um, his podcast. But I, just to touch on self-belief, um, I don't think I've ever struggled with self-belief per se, but I would say I've let others affect my belief. Mm. Um, so I've started out with tons of self-belief, but then let others peck away at it. And now, like, I protect my self-belief as I would my own child. Like, I don't let any external affect my internal. Yeah. Um, I, I realise that I am the one now that has to live with the consequences of my actions and decisions. So I'll be the one dictating what they are, not anybody else. So when I was, say, 16, 17, I was discharged from the army in training because I'd had a, an accident beforehand, seizure, fractured skull, went down, oh failed the medical, obviously, came back. My dad was like, right. I got a job for you on the building site, working for his company. And then just a few weeks in, I was like, this isn't me. This isn't what I want. You know, no disrespect to the lads at all. It's just not what I want coming to the same site every day and what have you. So I asked him if he'd sponsor me to just play golf and, like, pursue that as a profession. And then I just went all in. And I was reading a lot of golf psychology stuff. And I was flying. And then in the first year, my handicap went from 25 to 8. It was a massive deal. They made like my own little trophy and stuff for most improved player, which is now continued. But then the following year, I let like because people started to know who I was, I let other people tell me that what I wanted was unrealistic. And I let all of those negative opinions of people who weren't where I wanted to be. So that's the first thing. Like if you're going to listen to someone, make sure they are where you wanna be, because otherwise they're showing you their your their limiting beliefs, not yours. Um, or their limitations not yours so I've just let them pack away and then kind of I started to really um, doubt I could do it and then before you know it I was just living like they were and of course I'm not going to achieve because I wasn't putting in the work um, because I wasn't willing to put in the work if I didn't truly believe so it was a bit of a catch 22 and it's like that crab's in a bucket syndrome yeah. isn't it? so like, where like if a crab tries to escape from a bucket the other crabs will pull them back down I felt like that was going on a bit you know because I had these massive aspirations and people just like telling me I couldn't do it Um, and then I guess like for the next 10 years I was just like in the wilderness just not really finding my passion or purpose and going from job to job and on the drink all the time and then kind of obviously when my wife and I just broke up I was like this is it now this is my second chance I was 28 at the time it was like kind of let's get it going again and then Now I don't let any external affect my internal mate on the back of that experience. So I am going to do what I want to do in life and I'm going to be focused on that and nobody's going to tell me otherwise. And I think that's really important because I I still talk to people now who are scared to post on social media because what the friends will think. Yeah. And like, I'm like, yeah, but like if you start posting what you're doing in property and stuff and an investor sees you and is interested in investing with you, that's going to create a better life for you and your family Meanwhile, your friend who was going to take the mic and doubt you, they will just stay where they are. But in five years, when you're smashing it properly, they'll be asking you how you did it.
1: Yeah. Um, so it just frustrates me a bit. Yeah, you know? I agree. Like, we're completely with what you're saying there. And it's, I, I've mentioned it with some of the stuff that I've do. I've had to break, like, comfort zones. I, I've recently started putting videos in my, uh, in, my, in, my, in my Facebook group that I've got, and it is. It's one of those things that, and as soon as you, I, I mean, my video that's coming out on uh, Monday actually, actually, I've already pre-recorded. I go into that, and it's saying as soon as you start, you stop letting those things affect you, like the opinions of other people, and you go out and you put yourself out your comfort zone and you try new things. Like the world then starts becoming your oyster, and you feel like there's a weight lifted off your shoulders, and you can go out and just be the best version of yourself that you can be. And obviously, there's going to be some people that don't like that, and that's completely fine, but. It's about knowing that you've you've really been true to yourself, and I think that's uh, I think that's massive.
2: yeah, man. And like I think if you go out and you try to be someone else, then sooner or later uh, you're going to lose that connection you've made with people on the premise of you being somebody else. Whereas if you go out and you just be yourself, you're going to resonate with people who are like you and like you for you. Yeah, and then you're going to have a much stronger connection with them. You're going to be much happier, much more fulfillment stuff. So definitely. Brilliant. I love it. Josh,
1: have you got anything to add at this point, mate?
0: Yeah, I, I um I wanted to ask two questions, really. The first one was, um, you said that you protect your self-belief now, like you do, like you would your child. So, the yeah. first question is, how do you do that? And the second one is, why do you think the general public, general population, do not want people to get to the top? Don't want people to, to grow, like you say with the with the crabs in a bucket um, analogy. Why do you think people like to pull other mm-hmm. people down and, and limit your beliefs? So, two yes. questions there.
2: So, the f- the first one. I kind of surround myself by with a rock solid team, um, like Rich and Andy, who I work with. Like anything I bring to the table, I'm never mocked or laughed at. They're they just considerate because they're similar minded to me. Um, so like that really helps my confidence. I still work with a life coach now, and we chat every week. So that just every week, I'm just reinforcing that belief. You know. Um, I I read affirmations every morning. I've just literally worked on a a vision, identity and mission statement with my life coach. So I've just started reading those this week, but just powerful stuff. Um, Just reinforcing that into my subconscious mind that I can achieve anything I want. Um, And it's just like anything, mate. It's like I'm related to health and fitness mindset. So you wouldn't stop training for three months and then expect to still be fit. And likewise, like if I don't work on my mind set for three months, I would expect it to become a bit mentally weak and start down myself. Whereas I'm working on it every day, mate. Like today I've read 50 pages of a book and it's just all good stuff. And I've watched a YouTube video by Tony Robbins and it's just all like constantly working on it every single day. It's just like anything else in life, you know? So my barriers are constantly strong and they're up. Um, Whereas I think like a couple of weeks ago, I hadn't done any work on it for three or four days. I could, I could feel myself slipping back into my old way of thinking. And I was like, I need to get, get back on it, you know. Yeah. Um, so just working on it constantly, really, and surrounding myself with the right people. People who work, want, also want to go where I want to go. And then all of a sudden, you've got a peer group, which is far easier to succeed when you've got a peer group. Um, rather than just going alone because it's a long old path. You are going to have hurdles. You're going to have barriers, face challenges. So if you've got a really strong power, like, people around you, then they're going to be so much easier to face. Like, the hurdles we face with Blue Oak already in such an early stage, like, most people have given up. But because it's us three lads and we're, like, best mates now, we just we work with each other and we're, like, lean on each other and get through each other through it. Um, yeah. It's like that arrow analogy, isn't it? So you can easily slap, snap one arrow, but if you had like a bunch of arrows it's harder to snap them. So just finding that pe that, um, that group to to involve yourself with. So I remember early doors after seeing Paul Million talk. Paul Million invited me, Joe and Chris Burn and Davey Tones to his house and I could just tell straight away that this group of lads were different to any other lads I've ever knocked about with. There's no no one taking the make or no one mocking yeah, you know. Um It was just like, right, lads, what do you want to achieve? And how do we do it? And what's the process do we have to go through? What tools do we need? What systems do we need to put in place? It was just very, like, positive, positive mindsets all around. And we just all thrived on it. Um, And in answer to the second question, which was, what was the second question?
0: Which is, why do you think people like Uh, to to pull you down, basically?
2: I, I don't think they like to do it. I think... It's a lot to do with the subconscious mind. Like the human brain is built to survive, not to be happy. It's not to succeed. It's just to survive. Um, So anything that's going to make us uncomfortable or feel fear, like we're not going to do it, want to do it subconsciously. And I think some people have, say, more courage or a bigger why as to why they are willing to break through that. And that scares the other people. And I think it's just a subconscious mind. I I don't generally think it's malicious or or anything like that. I just think it's the way our minds are programmed. Um, but like I said, I didn't really have a big enough why to pursue what I want. Um, until I, I my wife and I left separated and then all of a sudden I'm in my dad's spare room. My, my son can't come and stay with me. And all of a sudden I had this huge why I wanted to create this better life for me and him, which helped me push through that discomfort and fear in my subconscious mind. Um, which, so a lot of people, man, they've got a comfortable life. They're not willing to push through those barriers, you know. So, it's kind of you holding the mirror up to them. And I think that's why they kind of push
0: against it, maybe. Mm, yeah, that's great. I love that.
1: Yeah, I just want to touch on there. I mean, you mentioned it there and I totally agree with you. It's that, um the peer groups and the support network. And it's one of those things Like I had to make, a, which brings me to one of the questions later, actually. But I had to make quite a tough decision recently. Where I was, I think we've spoken about this before, Paul, but I was trying to spin every plate, me. So I was working with a guy in a business, which is a great business idea. And then I was trying to do property stuff. And then I I knew deep down that I really wanted to do the personal development stuff and push on with this. But I was just... I was, I was basically spinning too many places and I couldn 't keep up with it, but one of the things that you mentioned there is about the, like the, the peer groups and the support, and what, I've, what I really, really liked about the profit networks, and I still do, and I still speak to Paul Million and got a lot of admiration for him in those groups is it, it, it's having that support network, so and you've mentioned a couple of the lads you work with Rich and Andy. How important do you believe that peer groups and mentors are for, for your success?
2: Uh, I think I'd I'd say it's like imperative you know Um, I look at all the successful people and they've all got these teams around them so I I read this story about Cristiano Ronaldo so so when he was playing for Man United Rio Ferdinand went round his house the day before a game and there was like 15 people there and Rio Ferdinand was like mate you're not going to just chill out we've got a game tomorrow and he's like this is my team so that's my physio, that's my nutritionist that's da, da 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 da, and it's just like you look and look. If you start to study all these successful people, they've all got these teams around them. Do you know what I mean? I'm not saying you need to go out and pay hundreds of thousands of pounds for it, but you do need a team around you. Um, depending on what you want to achieve, would be the size of that team. So you look at Conor McGregor now. So when he's going into a UFC fight, he has a, a team, and they go away on a ten week boot camp. He's not doing it on his own. You know, um, a lot of this I think it's more prevalent in sports that do have a team around them. But even if you went into business, say, you've got people, so to say, um, a successful entrepreneur like Duncan Ballantyne, I've just finished reading his book. He doesn't do it on his own. He's got his two guys below him who managed all of the health clubs and things. And I'm sure he goes in the office and they bat off each other and they support each other and get each other through the bad times. So I think no matter what industry you look in or field, people will have these teams around them, the successful ones anyway. Right. So I think it's imperative
1: to be honest brilliant love that love that and i just want to before i let you jump in josh it's just another one there is one of the things that's been itching with uh, i wanted to really ask you on because you've got what i would well, you believe in terms of your rituals and things you've got a very good focus but how do you i mean again going back to that spinning plates analogy it's one of the things that i found i was doing was it was trying to spin too many and now that i've basically set my goals and set my focus solely on joe blogs i'm seeing like results come like profoundly it's like it's gone tenfold but how do you channel your focus then into everything that you're doing paul
2: structure well i've been working a lot with my life coach on structure so we've implemented something called like bookends so i've got a morning routine and an evening routine yeah so so no matter what happens during the day my morning's gonna be the same my evening's gonna be the same Brilliant. In the morning I get my, my affirmations done, I'll read some of a book, I'll get some fizz done, and then I'll be like ready to go for like eight or some days nine with the blue oak stuff and then I'll let like the craziness happen of whatever that may be and then it comes into the evening and I'm back into my evening routine. Um and then in terms of the, the structure of the day as well, I've I've wrote i now write down a list of everything I've got to do that day and I'll choose the three most important things that are going to make us money. So not like hide behind the admin jobs, but there's three things that are going to drive the company forward. Prioritise them one to three, start with number one, box that off. Go to number two, box that off. Start with number three, box that off. And then if nothing else happens that day, I know that I've done the more, three most important jobs that are going to drive Blue Oak forward. Brilliant. I was, very, I was very guilty of kind of like, if I had a list of say 17 things to do, I'd start with like, put the washing in the washing machine, <laughs> turn the dishwasher on. <laughs> do some and anything but the jobs I needed to do that was going to make his money, you know? Yeah. Um, so just being very disciplined on that side of things, having that structure, that daily structure in place. And I think in terms of having downtime as well, because if you go down that entrepreneur path and working for yourself, it's very easy to, to kind of have that pressure on yourself where I need to be doing more, I need to do this, I need to be working these 18-hour days. But in fact, I found once I kind of limited my time, to for, per day to focus on blue oak i became so much more efficient because i wasn't like scrolling facebook or i was in the office cracking on with the jobs i need to do yeah and then kind of had the rest of my day to myself say and like gives me a chance to switch off and re-energize and kind of think about stuff from it like an overview rather than being busy busy in the day-to-day doing
1: yeah
2: i love i love
1: that paul and it's so right it's one of the things i mean this is like I say, I love your passion and enthusiasm and how driven you are. It's fantastic. But it's also about having that downtime. Your well-being is just as important. It's it's massive. and And it's one of the things that I really try and emphasise with the stuff that I'm putting out there now is about just general well-being. It's so important because you see... So many successful people who are seen to have it all in terms of, yes, they've got the money, they've got the big house and the flash car, but actually they're fucking miserable. And that comes down to, again, what Tony Rob. I mean, one of the things he talks about is the art of fulfillment, but it's also about just being happy within yourself. And uh, yes, like tr- like treating yourself to that downtime and enjoying yourself. So I'm, gl- I'm really glad that you've mentioned yeah. that because it's huge, but... It's,
2: it's it's something I've just started to work quite hard on. To be honest, mate, because I was doing those sixteen-hour days just focused on Blue Oak, and I was like getting myself down a bit. I was living in Richard's spare room down in York, um, away from my son. Lockdown came in. I decided to stay there to help grow the business rather than come and isolate up here to be with him. Um, and I was just getting myself down, mate. You know, and then I came across the four pillars of, of your life, and it was business, stroke career. Health and fitness, relationships and personal development. So like for me, the business and career is like at the top. If I look if I look at those four, it's at the top because it's what's gonna create that life we want. It's gonna enable us to have that choice. Um, I don't do it because I'm greedy with money, I just want control of my life. Yeah. I want to be if I wanna go on holiday, I wanna be able to go on holiday. I don't wanna to have to be in a factory for a four o'clock start, you know. Yeah. Um I want that control of my life. So for me that's up there and it will be until I have enough money that it doesn't have to be. Yeah. But then I, I come down and I look at the personal development, health and fitness. And for me, those two aspects of your life support that top one. Yeah. If, if I go out and have a drink on a Saturday night, I, I'm, I'm ropey till Thursday. Yeah. I'm getting old. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And then that's like my week written off. So like health and fitness, eating the right stuff, making sure your energy level's up, making sure you're getting that fizz. And even if it's 20, 30 minute round the block, what that'll do for your state of mind is unbelievable. Yeah. Um, and then like I say, the personal development stuff, for me, that is going to the gym for your mind. Yeah. Like, I, I, like I'm quite a visual thinker. So for me, I, I picture somebody doing bicep curls is the same as somebody reading a book yeah. for the mind. Yeah. <laughs> good, um, good way to look at it. Yeah, man, it's, I totally buy and win. It doesn't have to be anything extreme. So, I, I, my sister, she's w- working down London in the hospital and she's struggling a bit mentally because of the people that she's working with, they're getting it down or whatever. So, I kind of set her a KPI. Uh, she's got an hour commute there and back, so I, there's no excuse. Just a KPI of 15 minutes reading a book on the way there and 15 minutes listening to a Tony Robbins podcast on the way back. It's, the, it's 30 minutes of a day every day but it's going to like peer tenfold pay back tenfold you know and what is 30 minutes of our day so even, even if you look if you look at it like the arnie way so there's 24 hours in a day say if you sleep for eight that leaves 16 you work for eight an hour there an hour back that still leaves you with six hours like what you're doing in those six hours so you just dedicate half an hour of those six hours to working on yourself improving your mindset Brilliant. Honestly, the the results you'll see. And then, kind of coming down to that last thing of relationships, mate, I'm embarrassed to say that. Like, I kind of lost that relationship with my old man, and we're very, very close. But I was just so focused on the Blue Oak stuff, you know. And then when I came across this, Four Pillars of Your Life, I I was like, yeah. So he went on my KPI sheet. Yeah. Ring him him three times a week. Ring my sister once a week, because obviously she's mega busy, busy and whatever. And FaceTime my son every day. And I've just become a happier person. Love it. Because we are not these robots who go off on these journeys and just succeed, succeed, succeed. We are human beings and we have these other things to cater for, like emotion. So now I try and down tools on a Friday afternoon, mate, and just be present with my son for the next two days till Sunday lunchtime and then go back to dawn and start working on Blue Oak stuff again. And I come back feeling re-energised and feeling happy. And my work um, has
1: benefited from it. Yeah. Because I'm happier. Love it. I absolutely love it. I, again, I spoke about that in my last video. One of the things that I do, mate, is I go camping on a weekend and I just, no signal, no nothing. I sometimes take a pen and a piece of paper because it actually gets my creative side so going, just being in the total quiet. But it's just having that, that moment to reflect and then you come back and like you say, you feel re-energised. It's so important. So I love that you're really emphasising that part of things as well because it is, it's It's huge. It's, it's well-being
0: is is massive. So, yeah, thanks for that, I love that. Josh, no have
1: you got anything, mate, to add from your end while you go going?
0: <laughs> I mean, probably just a little bit of a thank you there, because uh, it's not the end of the podcast, by the way, but Because it's um, at the moment I've I went through a bit of a a lack of structure I'd say um, you know being furloughed and what have you but I think for the moment now I want to put put my headphones down go in the garage and train and and start working on myself so it's just it's just it's great to hear it from someone um you know an average guy that's doing great things so I really appreciate your your message it's brilliant I love it yeah
2: Yeah. and honestly for anybody listening who doesn't have that structure in place like. You don't need to go from having no structure to like a kind of Tiger Woods structure. It just starts small. So I just started back last year when I first got into it just by reading 10 pages a day. And that is where I started. And now like my daily routines, like so much more different than that. And I've expanded on that, obviously. But that's where I started. And then I added um, a, doing a French app every day because I wanted to learn language. And then I threw in just training every day. And then all of a sudden I built up this really structured day which helps me um stay focused stay fit stay healthy stay happy so anybody listening man just start small just choose one thing just focus on that for a while until it's ingrained as a habit the thing i reckon it takes six weeks to ingrain a habit so just even if you you got somebody to hold you accountable for those six weeks yeah i don't want to eat sugar for six weeks or i don't want to drink alcohol for six weeks just to get somebody to hold you accountable to that to help um accommodate that change and then just build on it from there Love it. I love it.
1: One of the things I was going to, like, in regard to structuring your day and everything, one of the things that I've, I mean, I'm the same as you. It's like, it's time of just consistent habits, consistent habits, and it really works. Have you got, is there anything that you do to to track your habits, Paul? I mean, one of the things that I've recently started doing is I've created my, I've got my own little, what well, I, I can but well, I mean, I've had a journal for a while, and when I first I used to joke that when I first got told the journal, I was like, I'm not a five-year-old girl. There's no way I'm doing that. But it's actually something I carry with me, like, like, religiously. Just if I hear something positive, I put it in there. But I've actually turned that into a little, like, performance planner, and it's something I'm keen on actually creating down the line as part of the Joe Blogs thing, is to is to have something for people to use. Is there anything that you use, any apps or personal planning, or do you just is it just something that's so habitual now that you just yeah. have to do it?
2: No, I I do I do have I just have it. It's a check-in sheet, mate, and I just print it off and I put it on my wall, and then there it is for two weeks. It's got two weeks worth on there. Yeah. Um. And I'll I'll quickly read you through it just to kind of give you an idea of what's on there. Yeah. And just knowing that I've got a little daft box to tick holds me accountable to doing it.
0: Yeah.
2: Because I I don't want it to be empty boxes. and, and
0: gives you the reward it. as well for ticking it. Hundred percent.
2: There is psychology behind that. So the thing, if you want to change a habit, then Put a calendar up on your wall, and if you succeed that day, put a big red X on it for that day. Um, and the psychology behind that reward is enough to kind of help you break through it. So, mate, I love what you're saying about the planner, and I've just bought myself a, a high performance planner. Um, and I, I, I sit down the night before and I plan my day out the next day, and then I feel like it's so much easier to get in the flow of the day because I'm not spending an hour and a half thinking, what should I do today? And then I'm going to look on Facebook and then Twitter, then Instagram, making sure all that social media is squared away and I know everything that's going on in the world. And then it's like, right, should I have some lunch now? I'm like, no, I'm straight into my day because I planned it the day before. Yeah, I love
1: that.
2: Before. I love that. Um, but in terms of my check-in sheet, like, a, a life coach gave me a template and I've just kind of adopted it to myself. So it was like, get up in the morning, do a win, read my affirmations, read 20 pages, do my, my language app, work out one. And then a shower. That's kind of like my morning section squared away. Office for 9 till 12. Making sure that I'm doing task 1 and 2. Um, the important tasks that we talked about earlier. Then I'll read 10 pages of book over lunchtime. Come back into the office 1 till half 2. And do task 3. The third most important task of the day. Come come into the afternoon. Workout 2. And it doesn't have to. when I say workout, it doesn't have to be a an SES workout. I even say yoga or going for a walk. I include that in that just because I'm looking after my body and it's good for your state of mind, what have you. Um, and then, obviously, at the bottom, I've got my relationships, KPIs, so, like, FaceTime my son, ringing my dad, ring my sister. And it just sounds so simple. It, yeah. I just did it, I did it on Excel, printed it off, and it's on my wall and I can see it visually every day and it's keeping a track of my day structure, you
1: know. Love it. Brilliant. Awesome. Uh, I'm just thinking in regards to... Coming, I mean, I've absolutely honestly, I'm sat here and I, I knew I told you I was getting excited about this, and I, I, I knew <laughs> it was going to be right up my street. So, uh, just obviously, we've talked a lot about like planning, etc., and it's been absolutely great. I just want to, as we sort of draw to a close, Paula, I'd be keen to hear your views on some of the key questions that we've got. Mm-hmm. Um, So those three questions are, I'll I'll reel them all off at one before we we, we conclude, uh, if if you're happy to do so. The first one is, what does success mean to you? Uh, The second one is, what does happiness look like for you? And then the third one is, what would you tell to your younger self? So if you forget those, I'll remind you. But starting off with, what does success look like for you?
2: I think happiness and fulfilment,
1: Yeah. Perfect. And I I know that's a bit vague,
2: but I, I I've been working on it rather than chasing like the materialistic stuff. I things that actually make me happy and make me feel fulfilled. So like obviously doing my job right, spending time with my son and being present with him. Yeah. All all like so that for me that is success. If I can continue living a life like that, doing something I love every day and makes me happy and feeling fulfilled with the relationship with my son, then
1: that that's success to me. I love that. I love that. And do you know what? It's 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 almost like for me, it's been a bit of an eye opener. Because when I got these, when I made these questions and started, I was always obsessed with like what does society see as success? And uh, would you agree, Josh, that we've almost had that? Those answers quite frequently, haven't we? So for me, actually, it's given me a little bit of a well, like, yeah, yeah. Like opened my mind a little bit. Well, do you know what I'm saying there, Josh?
0: Completely. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we 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 always start. Thought- like you said there, what, what do people perceive as success may often be um, financial or material, and and we've said this before, Joe, where we think there has to be. I think you've mentioned it as well, uh, Paul. There has to be a certain level of financial comfort there to be able to do your day to day things, go shopping, live, um, you know, have a roof over your head. But it's not about having the biggest house and the big the best car. It, there's there's more to it. It's, it's a bit more inter- it's more internal. Basically yeah.
2: Hundred percent, and it's not like I don't want those things. I yeah, do. Yeah. It's just I'm not relying on them to make me happy because yes, I've had yeah. I've had, I've had it in the past. I've, like I've I've had like a nice Mercedes, and I was over the moon for about a week. Yes. And I just I just got used to it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, completely. Yeah. Whereas like now, I wake up every day happy and
1: fulfilled because I'm doing something I love with the people I love. Yeah. Uh, and that's going to drive that success, mate. Exactly. <laughs> and I, so, I love that. So fantastic. And uh, yeah, it's great. And just also, just on that other that 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 question of what would you say to your younger self?
2: Stay away from women and don't drink. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant.
1: Brilliant. I love that. I don't even have an answer to that one. It's, uh, it's, uh, I wasn't expecting that. One so, I was thinking. Uh, yeah, just uh, like I say, drawn to a close. Then I mean, like I say, I'm a big fan of you, Paul, and I know that you're going to go on to be very successful. And I mean, we'll stay in contact and as friends and drive each other along, and it's great. But what I mean, so obviously you're a big, you're a big visualizer. You've got massive goals and ambitions. What does what does the future look like for you? Um, so I've got I've got quite like a few we like very things.
2: Um, so obviously I want Blue Oak to do well. Um. Blue Oak, we're looking at property and i'm kind of looking down the children's nursery avenue I, I want to join the royal marine reserves so i've done all the medicals and paperwork and what have you i'm just waiting for the three-day fitness test before i start training with them and then like, I've, i want to come back to that professional golf aspect you know i feel like it's it's a burning desire and something that i've kind of left unfinished so i'm, I'm working with a golf coach now i've spent some time with them today and we're working towards that. So a few different stuff. And I think it all intertwines, you know. So the health and fitness stuff, I see boxed off with the, the Royal Marine Reserves, the fun and recreation side of my life, the whole professional golf, because I would literally do that every day, even if I wasn't being paid. Yeah. Um, and then the business stuff, like I get a lot of pleasure out of that, like providing really good accommodation for people to live in and hopefully in the future somewhere for the
1: children, the people to put their children every day, you know. So, Yeah. I have got it all covered. A bit. One of the, one of the things as well, that like just I'm going off on a tangent, but things jump out to me is one of the things that stands out to me, Paul, and it's something again we read in personal development. You you invest a lot in yourself. You've talked there about you've got a life coach, you're paying for a um, a professional golfer, and it doesn't necessarily at first have to be a big financial uh, investment. But I think just generally the time that you're investing in yourself through reading, it's it's, it's just such an important message, isn't it, that in order to, to really sort of progress and be the best that you can, like you've got to put a lot of investment yeah. in yourself. To, uh... and, and I
2: think if you, if you study the successful business people, if they say the, the first million quid, they didn't just spend a million quid, they reinvested like 990 grand back yeah. into the business and they probably lived on 10 grand and that's why like um, i'm reading phil knight the dude who created nike his book and he, he just didn't take anything out of it he just kept piling all of his profits back into into his business and i'm I like not saying do that with your self-development but certainly put some money aside to so say 10 percent of your wage that money that you'd probably blow up against the wall on a weekend on drink and just get a life coach buy some books like a book's a tenner and I, yeah. I just find it insane that we can read literature from the greatest minds that have lived, the most successful people that have ever lived, and we can get into their mind for the sake of nine pound fifty or whatever it is. Yeah. And then go on to implement that and change our way of thinking, you know. So definitely, like, put five, ten percent of your wage towards your self development and self development side of life. Love it. And then, like, you're gonna you're going to naturally earn more money. As you become a, a more capable human being, a more productive human being, you will naturally earn more money. Um, and I've, like, I've read a lot of people have done it. They put like ten percent aside, even though they are only on say twenty grand a year, and then they got to like a million quid a year because they went off. They, they became capable in their mind of the belief was there, and the work was there, the work ethic and the drive. And then they like earning a million quid, and they still kept investing in themselves with like ten percent. But then, like, they're just going to level up all the time. So look at it that way. Don't look at it as if, like, you're never going to see return on that investment because you are. The best investment you can make is in yourself. That's what they
1: say, isn't it? So, yeah. Yeah. I love that. Love that. And that's a very good high high note to finish on, really. So I'm, I'm, I'm over the moon with everything being said. Have you got anything to add, Josh, before we draw it to a close?
0: Yeah, just for, for, uh, for people that might be listening, Paul... Um, if I could just ask, maybe like, what what I'll say, say one of each. Like, what's so what's your favorite? what would you be your highest recommended book?
2: I think it depends what you want to achieve, mate. Um, so for me, like with the business side of stuff, I've, I really resonate with autobiographies of successful business people. Yeah. Um, but just as a general general thing, there's a book called Mindset by Dr. Carol Dweck that yeah. that can be implemented in any field, industry you want. And then also the compound effect. Again, that can be implemented across the board. But mindset is getting out your, your own way by Dr. Carl Dweck. And then the compound effect is giving you that kick up the arse to make sure you're doing what you need to do to achieve what you want.
0: Yeah. So they're,
2: they're probably my big two, mate.
0: Brilliant. What about your favorite podcast? I'm not this your one. Your blog, blog. Star. <laughs> Yeah,
1: 100%, man. Wouldn't go anywhere else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Class. No, I'm, yeah, that's great. I've loved every minute of this, Paul. It's been, honestly, it's been a pleasure having you on. I can't thank you enough. And not, not just lessons for the listener, like massive lessons for me. And that's what it's about. And I think, Josh, you'll feel the same as well. Completely.
0: Absolutely. Your, your passion and your drive shines through, mate. It's a bit brilliant.
1: Yeah, thanks for having us, lad. I've really
2: enjoyed it. Um, and then when we get some peak performance by Blue Oak events up and running, like you guys will have to come and get on the stage and share your experience and what have you. Exactly. Brilliant. Just,
1: just to end that, just for the listeners to hear, just what is there anywhere that they can just tell a little bit about your network that you've got on Facebook about all the mindset stuff that you do, just so people can give it a follow?
2: Yeah, so we've just got two Facebook groups um, Blue Oak Property Network and Peak Performance by Blue Oak. We've, we've also got a WhatsApp group where we put all of our webinar free webinar links in and event links. So if you just put a shout out into the Facebook group, I'll get that dropped in there for anybody who wants it. But
1: yeah. Perfect. There you go, perfect. Nice. Top man, can't thank you enough, Paul. Thanks no worries.
2: Thank Thanks you for having us, lads. Enjoy the Absolute rest of pleasure. You, thank you, Paul. Cheers, lads. Ta-ra. See you next See time. See you later. Ta-ra. Bye, mate.
1: Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Joe Blogs Talks. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button and we look forward to you joining us next week. Also, don't forget to check out Joe Blog's positive posts on Facebook to be part of a community dedicated to spreading positivity. You can also find Joe Blog's positive posts on Instagram. Finally, check out www.joeblogsabout.com to read our blog dedicated to self-development, positivity, happiness and motivation and you can also check out our services. You can also reach us on jooblogservices at gmail.com